Hello, everybody. Welcome back to On the Sidelines. I'm your host, Karen Capobianco, and joined by me is who I like to consider the pioneer of Toronto FC. Well, one of them, you got guys like Danny Dicchio as well, but he is the author of his brand new book called Dero My Life. I just held that below. You guys can see that at first, but author of this brand new book, Dero My Life. Guys, check it out. It's a really good book. TFC legend, MLS veteran, Dwayne DiRosario. Dwayne, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing, doing good. So glad I'm to. I'm gonna plug my uh, my my earphones in. Absolutely. Earphones and everything. There, can you hear me better now? Absolutely, that is so much better. There we go. There well, we go. We're in business again. Dwayne DiRosario, guys. Dwayne, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. So my first question for you is what made you want to become a professional soccer player? Yeah, well, um, it actually play, playing uh, football has deep roots in my family and our history and tradition and our culture. Um, my parents left Guyana. They came to, to Toronto. My dad was a, a, a big lover of football, in particular South American Brazilian football. And he instilled that in myself, my brother's. Growing up in our community, that was the sport of choice. And um, my uncles played it. My whole family played it. And I just grew to love it more and more as I got older. And my next question for you is, you got a little nickname going on. Uh, first part is, where did the nickname Dero come from? Well, Dero came from the fans, really. Um, I guess it's uh, Dirozario, and they just call me Dero for short. But, um, you know, that's what the fans... Um, Call me and I, I embrace it. I, I, I like it and it's grown. Did, any, did anybody get confused maybe with you and DeMar DeRozan, uh, well, former <laughs> Toronto Raptor? Um, yeah, at times because he was called Dero at, at one point too, but I want to say I was, the, I was the first. I was the original Dero. But um, it's nice to know that, you know, your name is, is connected with uh, uh, a person of that stature, you know? Absolutely. So my question for you is, Daryl, we're going to go to the book quickly, your biography about uh, your life and everything. Uh, first off, what influenced you to write uh, Dero My Life? Well, it, actually, I started writing my book myself. And um, I just kept hitting what you call, I guess, writer's blocks. And um, I couldn't find, you know, I didn't know where to go from there. And at that same time, Brendan Dunlap approached me, asked me about the idea of writing my book and telling my story. And we just sat down and I started telling my story and um, everything just kind of worked out from there. Trust me, it was, it was far easier telling him my story than it was trying to write it. But, uh, you know, we started in 2016 and we completed in 20, 2020, 2021, actually. Absolutely. So, well, so far, I mean, I'm enjoying this book right now. I think I'm about halfway done. It's a great story to read from you. So shout out to you and uh, your book. It's a really good one to read. Thank you. Thank you. So actually, I'm going to go back to the book too. And at the beginning, obviously, you talked about growing up. It wasn't easy for It didn't seem like it was easy for you. Uh, your soccer career also could have ended before it started as a child. Um, how did it shape you into the player you are today? Certain experiences, you know, um, the trials and tribulation, the struggles that one goes through at a young age is, is very similar to the struggles and, and tests you'll get as a young professional, aspiring professional, you know, coaching not liking you, um, you know, losing a little trust in yourself, maybe um, losing a little bit of self-belief. And it was through my, my environment. I've always, you know, maintained a, 
you know, always have a firm belief in myself. Um, and I came from the support again of my father. He always instilled me to, to play my game and, and play a way I love to play. Um, I grew up playing a very street side of, style of soccer, very expressive, expressing myself. And that's something I always wanted to embrace anytime I, I, I touch the pitch and, and, and showcase my talent, but showcase my, my expression and self-expression. And thankfully, it's, it's worked out. So you also tried out for AC Milan um, overseas and met Edgar Davids, and he said to you, you wouldn't make the team. After you made the team, but you chose not to sign, how did you let those words from Edgar not impact you? I mean, at, at the time, I was 15, so it definitely... Uh, I did feel a little ways about it, but, you know, I grew up in a, an environment, you know, when you grow up in uh, inner city communities, you're fighting for everything. You know, me and my brother fighting for the last toast, last bread. We're fighting for, you know, who's, who's going to win. And, you know, kids in our community were very competitive when you grew up in those environments. So how we used to compete is also using, using, um, you know, our words, you know, and kind of put the other guy down and try to make them feel less than. So, you know, when, when Edgar said that, you know, it was obviously disappointed, but you know, in, in one respect, he was right. What does uh, a team like a club like AC Milan want with a, a young Canadian at that time, we weren't really making a lot of noise in the international level, especially at, um, you know, massive like that. And, you know, here's an inner city kid just coming to a place like AC Milan and, you know, but, Again, I used it for fuel and I used it to prove to them um, why I belonged, you know. And then I, I remember two days later, we actually played against the first team and um, I, I received the pass from one of my players and I, and I did a, what they call a dummy and, I, and it went through Maldini's legs, which is, you know, a bit embarrassing. And then Berate, um actually went through Bracey's legs and then Maldini came and um, two-footed me. So I knew very quickly that, you know, you got you to gotta have respect to, for the, elder, uh, the elders. So it was, it was, a, it was a, a lesson that I learned and it definitely has, um, has helped me develop to be the man I am today. Absolutely. Well, obviously, Paolo Maldini, one of the best defenders in the world of football, classifies yeah. himself along with Alessandro Nesta, all those guys. Even we're going to talk about Alfonso Davies today being up there possibly as one of the best defenders in the world. Um, but how did playing overseas and in Canada, help prepare you for where you were before you retired uh, playing in the MLS and that stuff. Well, having that experience to play in Germany was uh, is super competitive, right? Because guys, every day you're fighting, the coach is fighting for their jobs, you're fighting for spots, you're fighting for promotion, relegation. Um, so it was unique in, in that respect. Um, you know, everything's super competitive. But thankfully, when I went to MLS uh, with the earthquakes, a lot of those guys were coming from from European clubs um, or having experience in the European European game, and we were all very super competitive, and we brought that same competitiveness to the earthquakes. And of course, playing with a fellow Canadian coach Frank Yallop only helped, you know, to 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 fuel my passion as as a proud Canadian. I want to do well for our coach, and the recipe for success was written all over our team and and. You know, that's why we won that year. We're MLS champions. Well, you just didn't win one year. You won two years with, uh, with San yes. Jose. You won a second one and you won two more with the Houston Dynamo. But on top yes. of that, in your first year, let's focus on that. You won the MLS Cup championship along with MLS Cup MVP honors. Uh, describe to me what it was like stepping on the pitch for just not only just your first uh, season as an MLS player, but also in that finals in San Jose. Well, you know, it was a dream come true because when I left Germany, it didn't go the way I, I anticipated. So I was kind of in limbo. And then, uh, 
you know, I had to make a decision to, to, to uh, go to Richmond Kickers, who I knew had affiliation with DC United, but the whole play was to get to MLS. And, um, of course, in the MLS market, they didn't know much about me. So, you know, to have that opportunity now to step on that field, just look back at all the sacrifices and, and, and the moves that I made to get there was a rewarding feeling. And, um, you know, just, again, it's, it's, I tell it in my book, and it just shows you sometimes you have to, what seems like maybe a step backwards is actually uh, could be a potential step forward if, if you approach it with the right uh, discipline and respect. And that's where I went to, to Richmond. I went there to, to Richmond to destroy and, and to, to, to plant my name and, and to get a spot in MLS, and it worked out that way, thankfully. And, of course, having, as I said, Frankie Alpha as a coach only helped fuel my passion even more to do, to do well. Um, but anytime you, you step on the professional stage, all your hard work, all your commitment, all the days you put in where nobody was looking and sacrifices you made, you know, it, um, it's, it's a rewarding feeling. So let's talk about Houston a bit too. What was it like going from the San Jose earthquake where you won two championships and MLS cup MVP to going to Houston where you won two more MLS cups, uh, along with that, what was, uh, the differences between the teams, uh, when you did that transition over? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't much. I mean, it was pretty much our Earthquakes team that got relocated. So um, it was it was time where I think all of us were like, okay, are we staying? Are we going? For the last two, three years in San Jose, they were talking about relocating the team. So I think when they finally announced they were relocating, I think it, it put an ease to everybody's mind, even though it was, a, it was a quick transition for all of us. But thankfully, the Earthquakes, I mean, uh, Dynamo organization did a fantastic job of, of having everything in place. So when we got there, it was like seamless. Our, our, our stuff got shipped. We found a, found a place to live and, and um, it was like right back to business. And I think that actual move brought that team environment and our team culture tighter. And uh, we came together because, you know, all the families got together and we're, we're asking, you know, who's moving where. And it really brought uh, the team bonding uh, together uh, quite nicely. And again, I really think that helped fuel our, our success that year as well. So let's talk about 2009 and what a big year was for you as a Canadian kid coming home to Toronto, playing for, at the time, a new team in MLS, the Toronto FC. Um, what was it like? What was your reaction to when you found out, hey, I'm getting moved to Toronto in that? Um, listen, it was difficult. I was leaving uh, a two-time MLS um, Cup champion team, but it was my decision. It was my decision that I, that I had a conversation with Dominic Canary, who was my coach at the time. Uh, Mo Johnson had, uh, had expressed interest. Um, it was it was it was a tough decision. I can't lie. I mean, I wanted to come home. I wanted to have an impact. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted. I was. Um, it was frustrating looking at that team um, and not get the success they want. And knowing the fan base and knowing the rich history and the culture, um, passion for soccer in Toronto, in the GTA, across Ontario, um, I felt like it was time for me to to go home and and to try to you know help my help my city win a championship and I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to do that with the with the Canadian Cup. You won two of those obviously and also on top of that you were named the second captain in Toronto FC history. Uh what was it like being named captain? Uh it's an honor man. Anytime you you, you captain your city you you represent your country it's always a, a huge honor especially you know when I put that captain's armband and leading leading our team out onto the field every weekend, every game. You know it's more than just armband armband there's a responsibility there especially being a local guy that i felt you know i felt the the weight of the fans i felt the the weight of the organization and and also 
my pressure for myself from being a super competitive athlete, wanting to win at, at any given um, cost. So, uh, but it was one that I, that, that I embraced one that I, that I was very honored to, to accept, you know, especially taking it from a fellow play, teammate of mine, player, Jimmy Brennan. And, and, um, you know, I just wanted to, to represent my city and my community in, in the best way possible. Did you have any favorite chance when he stepped onto BMO field, when he heard from the supporter section and that stuff, like, Oh, maybe when the Reds go marching in, the Danny oh, yeah, oh, yeah, chance. For sure. Oh, when the Reds. That, or you had a chant too there too. Oh, when the Reds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was your name. There was Danny Dikio as the first goal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, and the fans really make the, um, you guys make the, the, the culture, you guys make the, 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 the club what it is. Um, and I, I knew that every time I stepped in that field, you guys, uh, weathered a lot of storms with, with that club. You stayed committed. You stayed uh, true to, to the city. And when I stepped on that field, I just wanted to give you my 100% every time. Absolutely. And on top of that, with playing for a Canadian team in Toronto, you also represented Canada internationally too at the um, international stage, World Cup qualifiers, international friendlies. Um, who are some teams, uh, players that you enjoyed facing at that international stage? Anytime you, you uh, put on a Canadian jersey, it's a huge, massive honor, especially coming from inner city community, Scarborough, and, you know, and, and, and being at the world stage. So I took every time I put on that jersey as, as a huge honor. And, you know, obviously when you play World Cup qualifier matches, there's nothing like it. The environment's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, winning the Gold Cup was also a special moment, um, you know, but, you know, since my first stints with when Leonard Uzi was there, and as, as a young kid, it was just surreal to be, you know, looking up at Bunbury and Pesolito and all these guys, you know, uh, guys that guys that were, were you know, Jeff Onger, Frank Yallop, and, um, you know, it was uh, Randy Samuels, you know, a guy that was with the 86 team. And, and you know, just, just them sharing their stories and experiences was, was amazing. And you also have your own academy called, D uh, I believe it's called Dero TFC Academy. It's linked with Toronto FC as well. Uh, funny Correct. enough, a former Toronto FC player linking his, his academy with, uh, with Toronto FC. That's always, a, that's always fun to see. What made you want to start that, uh, that academy? What, what made me want to start it? What made you, yeah, what made you want to start that, uh, that academy or like become a coach in well, that stuff? Well, again, it was, I just felt like it was important for me to give back to, to the youth. Um, that, you know, when I look back at my childhood, my father and other people inspired me. I never had a professional athlete come and speak to our team. I never had a professional athlete coach me. So I felt it was important for me to, to give back to, to the next generation and give them and instill some of the experiences and lessons that I've learned to help them. So for me, the most important thing in my academy is respect, discipline hard work and commitment before anything else. And, uh, you know, before we were, before we, we raise, uh, young professionals and young athletes, we have, we have to first identify the fact that we're raising young men and young citizens and, and young women. So that's first and foremost. So I enjoy it. I love it. I embrace it. And, um, I'm happy to now be a, a part of, uh, the, the, the TFC brand and, and, to help further, you know, create pathways for our youth. Does anybody try and school you at that academy, trying to tell you with these new tricks and that stuff that the game has been evolving with? Yeah, of course. I would try to do the same thing. That's they're in a position now. When I'm there, they, they you have opportunity to showcase your talent. So I wouldn't want anything less. You know, they need to do that. They need to have that mentality. Anytime they step on that field, it's a time for them to grow and improve. So 
Uh, I, I love the challenge. Dwayne, my last question for you here is what are some pieces of advice you can give to young kids who want to follow in the same journey that you went on? Yeah, well, uh, say your own picture, however you want it to, to, to work out. You know, it's going to be it's going to be bumpy. It's going to be rough times. But, um, those times are when that build character. Those times that help you to become the man that you are. And you got to overcome it. Turn the negative into, into positive and always think in a positive light. And usually things will work out. But, it, it, but definitely have to work hard, stay determined, um, set goals for yourself, short-term, long-term goals, and um, stay true true to those goals and that commitment towards that journey. Dwayne, I want to say not just thank you for joining me today on, on the sidelines to talk about your football career, your book, your academy. Um, I want to say thank you for everything you've done in the soccer community here in Canada, in Toronto, a Toronto FC legend, getting me uh, into loving this local team. It's really been a true honor and a privilege to be watching you on the pitch every time you step on. You're welcome, man. I appreciate those kind words. And, uh, you know, let's go, Cam. We have a big uh, big year ahead of us, and, uh, and, I, and I hope we do well. And, you know, also a big year for TFC. So I'm excited to, to 2022 as the offer. Absolutely. I am too. Guys, Dwayne DiRosario, MLS veteran, Toronto FC legend, and author of his brand new book, Dero, my life. You've got to read it, guys. I'm going to put it in front of my face so you all can see it. You all have to read it. It's an amazing book. Trust me. And you can I get in any major bookstore. Absolutely. Indigo, wherever you want to go, you can get it. You can even get it online, I believe. Right, Dwayne? Correct me if I'm That's wrong. That's right. Dwayne you can get it online. I'm Cameron Capobianco, and we'll catch you guys next time.